You're listening to the Stream Grace Network. Hey, welcome back. Glad to see you guys. We are getting into our next uh, session of Authenticate. And uh, my guest today is Wayne, or our other compadre, Wayne. (laughs) How are you, sir? Hey, I'm great. Awesome. Well, I just want to tell everybody, before you guys dive in here, if you haven't already, why don't you go find your favorite playlist on Spotify, whatever it is, Mm -hmm. sit down, take a moment, let's worship God and just get centered and focused on him. When we share things uh, like what we share today, we we, uh, share passages and we talk about his word, it's so important that we've already gotten in his presence. That's when he can really speak to us. So I encourage you to do that. Um, And, uh, you know, today um, we are going to be talking about uh, pursuing living life actively out of rest. This is our third value uh, and the final one, at least that we're covering it on the page. We have lots of other values, <laughs> I'm sure, but these are our core values. And um, I'm. this one means the most to me, probably, because um, God has been unpacking rest for me for over a decade. Um, when he first said it to me in 2010, um, it was real simple. He just said, rest. <laughs> You know, I, I wish he would have started unpacking it to me a lot sooner than what he has. Yeah. You know, uh, we, we, we've talked a lot about being a workaholic. Right. And uh, there's a lot of reasons one is a workaholic. But obviously, the result of being a workaholic is that uh, you don't get rest like mm-hmm. you're supposed to. And... Uh, you know what I what I have personally found is that I have wore my body out prematurely, mm. and so uh, I struggle with things that I shouldn't struggle with at this age yet, uh, because I didn't understand the concept of rest sooner. Mm-hmm. So I really appreciate you having this uh, value, this segment uh, in this first series here, I and mean, I'm really excited to be on it. Awesome. Well, I want to dive right into this passage, uh, and we're going to cover a couple of them today, but Matthew eleven twenty eight through 30. Come to me, all you who labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now, you said before we started recording, mm-hmm. you like any scripture with yoke in it. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so dive right in, man. Talk to me well, about it. Well, every time I see yoke in scripture, I go back to the beatitude, blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. And the work meek, word, word, work. Well, that's an oxymoron. Isn't <laughs> Man, <it>? right? <laughs> uh, the word meek means to be properly yoked. And the picture is um, oxen in a yoke to grind out the grain. Mm-hmm. And you have a double yoke. You have two oxen. You have a older uh, stronger oxen who's trained, knows that path, knows that speed, knows the routine, and you bring the younger, uh, smaller, weaker, uh, more rebellious in, and they the that one learns to walk in sync with the older one. And uh, it, it is a perfect picture uh, of us learning to walk with Christ. He is our older brother, so to speak. And, uh, in that, in that setting, uh, we, we 
get properly yoked with him and, and learn to walk in sync with him. Mm. Beautiful, beautiful picture. Uh, now, overlay that with the life of Christ in the New Testament. Uh, for instance, the multiple times that he goes to Bethany with one purpose, and that's to rest. Mm-hmm. So if you're walking with him, he will literally, by his example, if you follow his step, you will go and find a place to rest. He exited stage left, so to speak, from the crowds, from even from his disciples when they weren't with a crowd. And, and he goes up into the mountain. He disappears for the night to, to go and spend time with his father. And so if we are yoked with him, if we are in step and sync with him, we will naturally retire to these times of refreshing, these times of, of being in a place where we go to find our father and, and, and be refreshed and, and uh, be rejuvenated. So it's a beautiful picture when you put the two together. Yeah. I, I think about just our natural bodies and by design, right? We're designed mm-hmm. to rest for at least one third. I mean, deep rest, yes. one third of our existence. And that's a pretty significant lesson to be learned. And I think if we apply this to our spiritual life, a third of our spiritual life in rest, mm. does that make sense? Yes. When you start thinking in those terms, because what, what we find so often, I think, and, and I think maybe some of you guys out there might find this as well, that you want to have an impact on the planet, right? And, and you have a relationship with God. You've been disenchanted with different options and opportunities within the Christian sphere of things. And, and so you're always working and efforting to try to make an impact and so you spend 100% of your spiritual life, or we'll say 98%, <laughs> focusing on trying to get something yes. done. Imagine if you lived your life that way. How could you possibly survive if you only had 2% of your existence mm. in rest? Mm. I keep hearing that uh, expression, we must work while it is yet day. Mm. And how many times in, at least in... Uh, Shall we say old-fashioned Pentecost type mentality? Um, uh, you know, every everything's about work, 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 work. Mm. And uh, of course, we can get off into the whole. We don't want to go there. The our, our, our worth that we get from our work. Right. Uh, but uh, uh, there, there's this mentality that that sometimes comes, especially when you get into the end time theology teaching. The rapture could come at any time. Uh, blah, blah, that we got to go out and, you know, the, the whole world is hanging in the balance waiting for us to do something. Mm. And, uh, you know, when you, when you break that down and break that apart, what you figure out is, you know, the world that Jesus lived in in his day was way bigger than the little maps that you have in the back of your Bible. Yeah. Right. He, he didn't go to all the places. He, he didn't go to where the wise men came from. Mm. And yet it was okay. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's probably people out there today who have uh, found themselves uh, tired, uh, discouraged, uh, maybe beat down, maybe feeling condemned, uh, that they haven't done enough. Mm-hmm. Uh, they haven't done enough, haven't had enough success and uh, need to hear that 
that uh, Jesus put all of us together with purpose. And uh, he's not dependent on any one of us. Mm to accomplish his will that it's a it's a group task yeah it's like uh, lighting a fuse or even what we're doing right here we're recording this video and and we are located right this minute in you know a suburb of oklahoma city and yet we may be impacting lives in sudan you know i mean there's no telling and and i think that's one of the things too is just relaxing that it kind of naturally leads us into this other passage and we're not leaving this, this vein, but, uh, John 15, it says, abide in me and I in you as the branch cannot bear fruit of itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you, unless you abide in me, I am the vine. You are the branches. He who abides in me and I in him bears much fruit for without me, you can do nothing. And I think this is, this is so another really vital portion of what we're talking about is um, we really can't do anything. It's, you know, when uh, your dad's fixing the car and you're seven or eight years old and you go out (laughs) to help dad fix the car, like that's really where we are. Right. Is there value in that? Absolutely. I mean, I was under the piano the other day. I was doing some work underneath uh, our piano and I don't want to get up and down, you know, when you're, (laughs) My age, you're laying on your back. You're good to stay there. So I said to Jake, who's 11, hey, can you give me this item or that item? There's there's help in that. Do I need him? No. But he wants to be included. I mm-hmm. appreciate his help. So in, in a very similar way, yeah. the father doesn't need us, but he wants to include us in this process. And, I, you know, it's for another episode, I suppose, for us to talk about why he wants us to do those things. But... But I think it's just so important. And, and this line here at the end of John 5 that says, uh, for without me, you can do nothing. A lot of people have issue with that. But I think when you start processing it, what, what does that mean? That means, you know, literally, without me, you, can, without me, you don't even exist. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, if, if we're doing it, you could say that we're doing it in the flesh and God is spirit. Um, Jesus said, who also happened to live in flesh, by the way. Right. <laughs> uh, he said, I, I, only, I only do what I see my father do. That's right. So your, your verse there that says, uh, 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 I am the vine, you are the branches. Uh, he who abides in me and I him bears much fruit for without me, you can do nothing. When we are connected to him, we are, we are doing what he is doing. Mm-hmm. When we are disconnected from him, we are really doing our own thing. Mm-hmm. And so Jesus leaving his disciples, as we mentioned, and, and going off and, and being alone with his father was, was, a t- was a time of rest. It was away from the crowd. It was away from the distraction. It was, a, it was away from the dissension of the, of the crowd because some was for him, some was against him. Uh, you know, it was it was away from the disciples who were asking questions who didn't understand, and uh, he, he went and got recharged mm. from his father, and and he got clarity on on direction and, uh, you know, so when when his divine appointment comes the next day and 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 the leper cries out, uh, Master, will you have compassion on me? He's he's already seen the leper healed when he was with his father. He's not doing his own thing now. He's doing his father's thing. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I just think there's a, uh, 
there's an angst, there's a frustration in life when, when we are so busy doing what we think he wants us to do. Um, and, and we're rushing after the 15 things and, and trying to have everything in order and everything be just right and dotting our I's and, and crossing our T's. And, and sometimes it's really more of a, you shall be my witnesses. You are, you are just sharing what you've experienced. You're sharing what you've seen. And so you spent time with me, you saw something and, and, and now you're just, you're going into Walmart and you're walking through the parking lot because, you know, it's the first of the month and food stamps came out and the cars are parked to the end of the row. And, and you don't know, your divine appointment might between, be between your car and the front door mm-hmm. that you intersect with someone and that's your divine appointment for the day and you do what the Father has for you. Yeah. Instead of, I got to make something happen. Right. Well, you, you talked about that in our session about being who you are. You know, that yeah. when, when uh, the creator lives inside of you, that's who you are. You, you be that to others. I, I feel like I need to share this story. I don't know if I've ever mm-hmm. shared this with you, um, but I feel like it's, it's uh, relevant for what we're doing here because of that combination of resting and letting God do the work. So we all want to make huge impact. And I think I, the Lord gave me an opportunity to see the impact that I made in something that I considered very small. Mm. And uh, I will ask for forgiveness now if I start crying, because I can't hardly ever tell this story without, uh, without weeping, because it, it is so impactful to me personally. When I was about 16 years old, 17 years old, I was going to a little church, and there was a, a lady there uh, named Pat. And she was married to Mac, and uh, it was Sister Pat and Brother Mac. And um, older couple, I, I don't know. To me, when I was 16, they seemed ancient, which means they're probably your age. <laughs> they, they, they were probably 40 or 50, huh? Uh, definitely 60s. Definitely but they 60s. were ancient then. But they were ancient to me, right? Um, not really, but they, they definitely were grandma's age or whatever. So um, anyway, they, uh, Pat came up to me. And it, when I say little church, I mean like 30 people, right? And uh, I was going there t- because my wife was going there doing some dating, you know, going to the church because your wife goes, <laughs> well, she wasn't my wife at the time. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, so uh, so Pat had come up to me and she wrote a poem and uh, she said, hey, if you ever get, you know, writer's block or something, here's here's this poem I wrote if you want to set it to music. And I said, all right, and went on with life. I was 16 years old, right? But I had it with me. So, so one day within a couple of weeks, I'm, I'm sitting at home and I'm, uh, I've got writer's block. I'm trying to write a song and I pull out this poem and it just came really naturally. Mm. So it's like, oh, this is great, you know, because I always struggle with lyrics. Writing music is easy for me. Writing lyrics is not. And so uh, anyway, so I put music to this song and I thought, well, let's surprise her because, you know, small church you can just kind of do what you want say hey can i sing a special yep <laughs> so <laughs> so i i told uh the powers that be what what we're doing and and so one i don't know sunday night wednesday night whatever i got up and sang the song and it took her a little bit to figure out it was her poem but anyway so you know it blessed her no question it blessed her and, and if the story was there it'd be good right if that's mm-hmm. where we stopped but remember this is a story about impact that i didn't know i had okay. so 
several years go by. I have since moved on to a different church, and I'm leading worship at a youth group. And I get word that Pat has had, uh, been diagnosed with cancer, and she's going to Texas mm. to do treatments. And uh, my buddy Dave was my drummer, uh, and, and we did all this. to you know He played with me all the time, so we always did this together. Been been with me for a while at this point. And uh, so he's the one that tells me this. And I was working with the youth band one day and we, you know, cause we thought we were so great. We were recording uh, some music. <laughs> and so uh, Dave said, Hey, why don't we record this song for her? And I'm like, yes, that's a great idea. And back then we were recording on cassette tapes just so we're clear. Ooh. Yeah. Ooh. Uh, CDs Tell existed, but we didn't have that uh, Tell kind of money. Telling your age. Telling your age. <laughs> I know. Right. So, so we recorded this song and, and just sent it to her. And a few weeks later, we get a letter back through the U.S. Postal Service. Um, this is prior to email. Another way to, Another tell, way to tell the age. Stale mail. I can just say it. I'm 45. <laughs> <laughs> so um, anyway, this letter comes back, and it's just a, a letter thanking us for sending it, that every day after treatment, her and her husband, Brother Mac, goes out. they go out to the car, and they listen to the song. And it just ministers to them. Oh, wow. And you think, golly, like... Man, praise God. I mean, to me, these are such small things. We were already at the church recording. I had writer's block. I just pull it out. Really simple, easy things that I think nothing of. And if the story stops there, it's great. Wow, so there's more. There's more. Okay. So 10, maybe 15 years later, at least a decade. In fact, if I do the math real quick in my head, yeah, it's about 10 years later. Ironically, I'm, I'm working now full-time at that church, having gone some other paths, doing church plants with, with out of that church. But now I'm back. I'm working there full-time as an adult worship leader, and I get word that Pat has passed away. Mm. And remember, when I did this at 16, she was already ancient. So, <laughs> you know, I, I assume she beat the cancer because it was 10 years later, right? Mm. Ancient plus 10. Ancient, well, yeah, even then it was probably ancient plus 15 based on when I first did it. But yes, so anyway, I go to the funeral with my buddy Dave. Like Dave and I stayed connected through all this. He wasn't always playing drums with me, but we stayed connected and our wives. So we walk in and the first thing I notice, it's a, it's a big space and it has about room for probably 300 people. And the first thing I noticed that kind of stuck out to me is like, gosh, this place is packed. Now, I'm not surprised because Pat's awesome, but still, you know, the older a person gets, usually the funerals are mm -hmm. smaller because their friends have passed or yeah. whatever. Yeah. And so, um, so that, I noticed that. Um, and so we're sitting there, you know, we're there early enough to be sitting for a little bit. And I start noticing now there's a lot of young people. <laughs> so, uh, so I'm like, wow, there's, there's a lot of young people here and, and that's weird. Well, then they start playing this, uh, music, you know, before a funeral and they've got all their, they play this music and it is so bad. And I'm used to that, right? You always want to play some old songs are really bad. And then I realize it's the recording that we had made <laughs> on this cassette tape. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm embarrassed <laughs> at first. Um, and Dave is sitting next to me and we're looking at each other like, oh my God gosh, man, like this is, what is happening? So the funeral starts and the pastor starts talking, not about Pat, but about two, <laughs> two young men mm. who took the time to put this music together and give her this recording and how she devoted her life mm. to ministering to young people. 
Wow. So she spent the next 10 years now all of a sudden looking around this room full of young people. And I say young, I mean like 20s and younger. How would I have ever known that impact? I mean, I may have not even gone to the funeral. I hadn't known or heard anything Mm. over in 10 years. I could have been too busy, whatever. But I go there and find this out. And they literally told this whole story that I just told you, of course, not from my perspective. And realizing that this impact had caused her to respond that way. Now, of course, me and Dave, are, we're, we have lost it in this funeral because, mm. you know, we had no idea what what yeah. had transpired. And the biggest takeaway I, I got, the <laughs> here was the hardest part. As we're leaving, her husband, who was still alive, he's at the door and we start walking out and he starts shouting, these are the guys, these are the guys. Oh, wow. I mean, gosh, Wayne, I tell you what, it... It just messed with me. And I I left there so humbled because one, the song was terrible (laughs) by any objective musical standard. The the song was terrible, but this is kind of the point, Yeah, right? It does. That doesn't matter. How many, how many years had I spent trying to be a good piano player, a good singer, a good speaker? How much time have I devoted to trying to get good at something? But so far, as near as I know, the biggest impact I ever had happened when I was 16 years old and decided to put music Mm. to somebody else's poem. Wow. So, so what I'm, what I'm thinking while you're telling this story is that while we are oftentimes in the church, in the kingdom, in whatever we want to call our our life of work uh, for God, uh, that we really don't have a lot of trust sometimes in the fruits of our labor Mm. as they come from the vine. Right. And so we have to make sure something gets done. We have to. And and there's another side of this coin that we got to be careful. We're not advocating that nobody do anything. <laughs> right. <laughs> of course not. Uh, but the point I, I want to get to here is, is that when you know that you are connected to the Father and you know that he is in you, uh, when that is your identity, when you're, when you're operating out of that, the, the simplest things can have the greatest harvest. And we may never know by chance almost you got to know what the harvest was right. of, of that little recording session. But, but some of the greatest things happen in our lives. Like you said, you, you might not have gone to the funeral. You might not have been able to get off work. You might not have been informed. A lot, a lot of things could have happened that that moment never been in your reality. Right. Um, uh, And so what I'm getting to is that we don't know what effect our lives have on other people. Like you throw the stone in the water and the ripple and the ripple and the ripple and the ripple. Well, six ripples away in night and day time, we don't know anymore. Six ripples and you sow into somebody mm-hmm. and, and, and you know that you sowed into someone, but you don't know who they sowed into, and and that's a a, a result of of your sowing into them. Mm-hmm. 
if, if we trust God, we don't have to be frantic about what we're doing today. We don't have to have our, our to-do list and everything marked as a priority. If we, if we really trust God and if we're really connected and in tune with him, then what we're doing is going to be what he's doing. Right. That's right. And we can rest in that. Yeah. Uh, his yoke is not hard. That was the first part of that other verse. Mm-hmm. His yoke is not hard. So, so he is carrying the bulk. If you're the, if you're the young oxen in the double yoke, he's carrying the bulk. Right. You're just walking in step with him. Yeah. And, and walking in step with him is a place of rest. Right. You're still walking. Yep. You're still doing that operation of grinding out the wheat. But walking with him is rest. Mm-hmm. It may not be physical rest, but if we remove the stress, let's, let's say it this way. There's, 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 there's rest you get because you laid down, you closed your eyes and you actually went to sleep. Mm-hmm. Then there's rest that you get because you are awake, but you are not in stress. Yeah. Does that make any sense? Yeah, sure. And, and so when we walk in a relationship, by with the him, way, that moment for me is around the fire pit. Yes. <laughs> I get outside in the fire pit and I'm just sitting there enjoying the fire. That's rest. I'm not sleeping. Yes. <laughs> that is rest. Well, you, you've been on a podcast, uh, the Breaking Free podcast with me and, and Lawrence. Right. Uh, rest might be me and Lawrence sitting at, at the table having a cup of coffee, just chatting. Mm-hmm. And he is pulling out of me what he needs in his day, in that particular day. But, but that's, that's, no, that's no real effort on my part. Mm-hmm. I'm sharing stories like you just shared about the the song that you wrote and being played and the impact that that had. I, I'm sharing stories out of my life. I, I had a miracle birth. I wasn't supposed to live, you know, uh, been in a head-on car wreck, blah, blah, blah. I was put back together. I walked into the hospital room, 95% lung shut down. I'm just sharing stories. I'm not at work per se. Right. I, I'm, I am being a witness of what God has done in my life. In the process, I am sowing into him. He is, he is pulling out of that into his life. He's feeding off of me mm-hmm. that, man, God is faithful. Man, God is, God is there in every moment of your life. Your, your life is a series of, of God interventions. And, and he is being ministered to and that was not work on my part. Right. We're just sharing a cup of coffee and I'm being a witness over a cup of coffee. So rest doesn't have to be sleep. Right. You can actually work yeah. from rest. Well, and here, here's something that I, I'm just going to challenge everybody with. If you're working really hard and doing your ministry, maybe you're doing your ministry. Ooh. Because the thing is, there's not a scripture that I've ever read that comes to mind. And, no. and you know, I'd love for people to comment. On the video, let me know if we're wrong on this, but not one of them that says, you know, sometimes, <laughs> sometimes you're going to have to work really, really hard and I'm not going to be there for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. That's not there. And in fact, talking about this fruit, there's another passage that talks about fruit that remains, right? Yeah. So in that, in that story, 
I couldn't think of anything I could have done with less effort, right? I mean, yeah. the putting music to something again, super easy. So that part was easy. The recording, we were already up there recording, super easy, right? Nothing to it. That's where that impact was made. That's and that had fruit that remains. Do you know what I don't even know anything about? Hmm. The rest of the day we recorded. We were there with the purpose to record music because again, I you know, our, I don't remember our why. That's even the bigger point, right? Yeah. I have no idea because there was no fruit that came from our reason. But that reason for me probably started off as just me. And yeah. God said, well, you know what? While we're there, I'm going to show you how I work. And that was my takeaway. And this is really what got me down this original path of rest was realizing that when I work really hard on something, <laughs> it it may come across and be good, okay? But it's not fruit that remains. It's just good in the moment maybe. And it's not always good, but I'm just saying even if it is good, it doesn't necessarily produce fruit that remains. But you and I having this conversation, mm -hmm. okay? I don't know how this is gonna impact people. I know how it impacts me just visiting with you about these truths. Yes. And so, are you working now? Is this really hard right now? No, this we're just talking. One of the easiest things I've ever done in my whole life. Yeah, it stands to be the most impactful thing we might ever do, possibly, yes. you know? Yes. And and so I think about the fruit that remains as, as a huge part in that. But also when you start taking about the abide in me and I abide in you, if if we don't do that, if we are a branch, what happens to a branch when you remove it? And you set it somewhere. It doesn't bear fruit. No, with its way. That's right. It dies. And so we, the, the, the vine is simply the conduit for the life to create the fruit, right? So you've got the vine, mm. right? And you're, you're and reading it, my mind. And it goes to the branch and that life goes from the vine through the branch and creates the fruit. And so the branch is nothing more than a participant. It is just a passive participant. So by its design, it's in rest. Yes. Passively letting life pass through it. I was thinking that you said conduit and I'm thinking natural flow. Mm -hmm. the, 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 the vine doesn't, doesn't swell up to produce a blossom. Right. The, the, the vine doesn't shake because right. it's working so hard. It, it just, what, what comes from the root comes up through the trunk, comes down through a branch and, and naturally flows into a blossom mm -hmm. that, that develops into a piece of fruit. Um, our, our, our job is, is not to, it, it's part of that mentality. We said it in the last episode that I was on with you here. Um, we, uh, there it goes. There it went. Well, you'll, you'll interrupt me. But I was thinking about when you were talking about the working part of this, right? You go to a forest, Mm -hmm. a big wooded area, how often have you heard the trees just screaming and grunting to grow? Oh, man. Right? I mean, they're not sitting there just going, trying to grow grow an extra limb or something. It's They just do it. Our natural state is growth. Yes. I mean, it just simply is. And so, you know, I'm reminded, and, and again, you can interrupt me anytime here, but I'm, I'm reminded of Philippians. Philippians 4 says, be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God. And the peace of God, which surpasses all understanding, will guard your hearts and minds through Christ Jesus. And just fundamentally, again, if we're getting anxious and wound up and freaked out about yes. trying to do something for God, it's like, no, 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 
Be anxious for nothing. And just recognize you probably have had far more impact than you'll ever know. And the things that were the most impactful you've ever done, you didn't even consider was more than breathing. It was just simply existing. Well, I would have done that anyway. Right. (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. If, if we know who we are, I'm not trying to get lost in the, in the back episode. No, that's fine. But, but if, if you know who you are, who I am is I am, I am flesh. I am a, a unique composure of, of me and how I was created. Uh, but, but the reality is I, I am he in me. Mm-hmm. And, and that is my expression. Um, if, if, if I'm all, if I'm all busy, um, I, I keep, I keep thinking, uh, you know, we, we go downtown Oklahoma city and we feed and clothe homeless people and, and, uh, interact with them. And sometimes we bring them home and, and, uh, bring them to the house so we can and work with them in, in depth and disciple them and heal them, etc. Um, you know, on, there's, there's a lot of work that goes into that. Uh, you're, you're making food, you're packaging food, you're, you're picking up donations, you're sorting donations, you're, you're hanging them, you're, you're labeling them, you're sizing. There's a lot of work that goes into what you do. And sometimes when you get there, you're tired from that labor. Mm-hmm. But let someone come along who it's, it's 25 degrees out and their camp got raided last night and they got rolled and, and they have on a shirt and they have on no hoodie and no coat. Mm. And you're in the van and ask them what they need. And, you know, do you, do you have an extra large hoodie, mm. anything? I don't, I don't care what color it is. It's, and, and you grab them a hoodie and sometimes they are so cold in the middle of winter, they can't even get into the hoodie without help. Mm-hmm. They're so stiff mm-hmm. that literally you get down out of the van and you help them get their hoodie on. And here it is, it's, it's 20, 25 degrees, it's snowing or sleeting outside. You are exhausted yourself from the labor, but all of a sudden that opportunity to minister and see that 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 gratitude to, to see that need being met to see the tears begin to roll down their face because they got a hoodie mm. all that labor prior to that suddenly a become worth it mm-hmm. and two instantly there there came a, a supernatural strength on the inside of you that that flow through your whole body and you no longer are tired. Mm -hmm. And so when that line was 20, 30 people out there and it's below freezing and you're in it Mm -hmm. and you're tired and you're looking at that line, you're going, Oh man, I was hoping. I'm not admitting to being unspiritual. I'm just admitting to having flesh. I was going to say, yeah. (laughs) You're hoping that you don't have have to admit to it. We know (laughs) you'd have a slow day today. Yeah. And all of a sudden that compassion wells up inside of you Mm -hmm. 
that that and, and you start looking at these people and, and you have a love that rises up in you that wants to meet that need. And all of a sudden there's a strength that comes into you because what are you doing? You're doing what he is doing. Right. And and all of a sudden you're not tired. Mm-hmm. Now, when I get home, I may fall out into the bed and, and get physical rest. Right. But in that moment, there is a strength, there there is a a stamina, there is an energy that comes because you're doing what he is doing. And yeah, yeah I'm, I'm reminded of the scripture and I can't call the reference off the top of my head, but you know, he says, uh, you know, you, you ministered to me in prison, you fed me when I was hungry, you clothed me when I was naked. And and, and then around him said, well, what, what, master, when did we do that? Mm-hmm. And as much as you did it to the least of these, you did it unto me. And, and that scripture's always had a, uh, in, in the ministry that we do outside of Redux has, has always been a big deal to me because that's, that's Christ. That's the father that I am ministering to when I do that. Mm. And, and that's when I'm energized. Mm-hmm. When, when I'm trying to make a program happen, yeah. when, when I'm trying to get uh, this list of things that our committee had a meeting and, I was assigned these 10 tasks to do and you know I'm I'm trudging through these things. I'm 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 not against committees and I'm not against task assignments but but sometimes we get caught up in doing a task mm-hmm. for the sake of a task. Oh sure, yeah. And when we do that task because we approach it as a task it got tiresome. Mm-hmm. Tasks are always tiresome. But when you are living the life of the Father, there is, there is an energy, there is a peace, there is a strength that comes in that moment. Uh, you asked me before this podcast, I walked in this door right over here, uh, stage right to my right. <laughs> uh, you said, you look tired. And I was tired when I walked in. I'm not tired right now. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I am doing what the Father wants to do in me and through me, and I found an energy level that I didn't have when I came. Right. And I really think that's what you're talking about, mm-hmm. is, is actively being involved in what the Father is doing and finding our energy from Him and not in our human effort to accomplish our human ideas of what we have to get done for him. Yeah, it's not life-giving in our human effort. And I just remembered where I got lost before. Good. In a, in a previous episode, we were talking about the fact that we come to know him oftentimes and we, quote, get saved, that we make him Lord of our life and now we're going to serve him. And I think that's where we get tripped up. Mm-hmm. Can Can I say it this way and get away with it? We're, it's not about serving him. Right. Because he is not a taskmaster. Mm-hmm. That's an Old Testament mentality that he's a taskmaster and you have to do this task. Uh, I, I, am, I am made a king and a priest. I'm an heir and a joint heir. I am a son. 
I am just doing family business. I'm no longer doing a task in an Old Testament mentality. I'm doing family business. And my heavenly father is out revealing himself and who he is and what he does Mm -hmm. and how he has designed people and what his purpose for them. That's, That's what he's about doing. And I am actively involved, yoked with him, doing his business. And when I do that, it's a whole different lifestyle than than looking at well, another day of serving him. Sure. Oh Lord, give us strength to serve you today. Well, honestly, Wayne, and this and you know this is what I'm going to ask you here in a minute to pray into. Um, but you know we have these three values, and we we have a lot of churches have a litany of core values, and we yes. have three. And the reason for that is that when it comes down to it. I think I believe this. I think most everybody who is uh, an active part of Redux in terms of, of sharing believe this as well, that we, when we know who we are and we have the courage to be who we are, yes. we have the ability to hear God's voice and hearing his voice and knowing who we are gives us the courage to do what he asks us Absolutely. to do. And when he's asking us to do something, the revelation that we do it out of a life of rest keeps us constantly focused on his work and not our own. And so within wrapped up in those three core values, I believe is is the pathway to an absolute restful life of, yes. of walking with the Father and doing the best, most perfect thing you could do. Yes. And that's simply just being the creation he's called you to be. Yes. And so... Uh, we can put other core values on there. Like I value community. Yes. Right. I, I, I value that greatly. Absolutely. That's not in that core value though, because community is going to come out of that. Right. Everything to me comes out of that, those fundamental realities. And, and the best part is those are things that we never arrive into. We don't ever really fully arrive knowing who we are and being who we are. It's a growth thing, a process an unfolding. We never stop hearing from God. (laughs) Right. These are all things we worded on the website as we pursue it. Right. Because we are pursuing these things. And so, you know, that, that is really the heart of it all. Why we did this series to, to start off with this work that he's called us to do, because ultimately we just want people to hear his voice and, uh, and, and rest in that reality. Yes. So I, I would like you to, I mean, you can say something about that if you want, but, but I want you to pray for the folks, uh, who are, who are connected with us here. Today. I just want to say before we pray that it, that having that simplicity of those three core values I'm going to be real transparent now. When I when I first heard that, I went, hmm, that's too simple. Mm-hmm. And as it's been uncovered, it's refreshing to have that simplicity. Mm. And I see how they work together. And, and I just appreciate uh, not being burdened with all these things, you know, I'm big on community mm-hmm. and we've talked about my heart is that this develops community. But when I know who I am, then I know I'm a son. Then I know I have sisters and brothers in the family of God. Community will naturally flow out of that. Right. So I don't have to have community listed as a value. It's, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. Mm. All right. You want us to pray? Yeah, let's pray. Father, we just thank you today. 
We thank you for putting this redux in the heart of Jeremy and the heart of those that have come alongside him to make this happen, Heavenly Father, and knowing that you're speaking to people all over the world right now in all kinds of time zones and all kinds of places and positions. And Father, we just want to yoke with you. We, we just want to walk in sync with you. And we just repent. We change our mind. We're, we're not going to be task-oriented. We're, we're going to trust you. We're going to be in tune with you. We're going to hear your voice. We're going to know what you're doing. We're going to walk step by step, and we're going to see the greatest harvest of fruit that we've ever seen in our lifetimes in the days ahead because of this change in our understanding, our perception of work and rest. And we just love you and we praise you. Yes, Lord. We rest in you. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you guys for joining us. Just real quick, you want to support us, and there's a couple ways you can do it. You can share this content. The most important thing is being able to share this content and getting that out to folks. Also, you can join the community at redux.church online. Uh, you can join our band uh, discussion group there. Yes. And then uh, if you feel so led and you want to do so, we are a non-for-profit. We're a church like any other church, and we operate off of donations from folks like you. Um, and so you can contribute financially as well. Um, again, thank you so much for being a part and we look forward to seeing you. Yes, we do. Next time. God bless. Bye-bye.